strutting from gorilla we are here at episode six i can't believe we've made it this far to be honest with you guys lots of controversy at the last uh the last recording the last podcast we had we had a, a big uh patty mayonnaise episode a meltdown maze you might even call it between between uh bobby stone and mikey cash i thought they were going to be ready to rumble guys i don't know what was going on but um today today we are we'll, we'll get into a little bit more depth of that later on maybe you guys can kind of explain your situation and what happened there um there's a lot of controversy behind it i got a lot of questions on it but uh today today we are talking about tag teams my favorite love tag teams Again, this is not an official list. It's more of kind of our favorite tag teams. You could go through and argue with these all you want. Um, but we are going to bring you the hot takes today on our favorite tag teams. Um, we did have a, a, a fan send us some some tag teams of today that he uh, thought should be on a list. So we'll go through that a little bit. They hit us up at uh, from underscore gorilla on the Twitter machine. That's where they hit us up. And, you know, we appreciate the suggestions and the love over there, but uh, let's, let's get into it here today. Um, we got uh, the four uh, members of the gorilla squad here. You got myself, big Vito. We got Mikey cash. Thanks Vito. Good to uh, be able to talk to our dozens and dozens again. Uh, so to reference what you mentioned about the Patty Mayonnaise incident of last week, or as I call Patty Gate, uh, I'm going to just open up with that and one apologize to the leader of men publicly that uh, your boy Mikey Cash has no impulse control and oftentimes has trouble concentrating. So we're all on a video chat together as we record this for you. And Bobby was trying to make a very well articulated point. And I couldn't help but, oh, damn it, Wonder Arms. Sorry, Vito just held up with something to the video. So I happened to see this Funko Pop that's on our uh, on the desk, and it's of Patty Mayonnaise. So I just took it and held it up to the camera, and for some reason, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, and Bobby just lost it. But in fairness, I probably shouldn't have done it, so that's my bad. So I apologize. Oh, publicly accept your uh, your apology, although unnecessary. Uh, I do thank you. It was hysterical. The reason why I lost it was what we were talking about wasn't petty at all. And I saw it as petty mayonnaise, not patty mayonnaise. And I thought I was being petty over something. So I was all sorts of confused because I'm normally petty over many things. I just thought this was another one. That's why I was very confused where we were at. Meanwhile, um, I don't want to completely interject where you were going with it, but 
I thank you for the apology, although unnecessary. I love you, Mike Cash. Vito. Yes, Vito. Bobby Stone um, has also, in case you haven't noticed, he has actually quit the podcast three times uh, and came back. So we're we're glad we're glad for that. Um, so that's good. Well, Happy to be back, boys. Thank you for listening to this episode of uh, Doctor Phil on Strutting from Gorilla. Uh, let's move on to some uh, some of my opening remarks about uh, the week in wrestling. Uh, so. I have been able to watch a lot of wrestling recently. I've been away, had some plans, but I've been able to do a ton of catching up. And, you know, just to, to touch on something we we talked about last week, uh, TakeOver, really good. Much better than I expected it to be. Also, uh, not SummerSlam. SummerSlam was fine, but Payback, it was a surprisingly good show, I thought, from top to bottom. I thought it had a really nice flow. All the matches were well done. Probably up until maybe the main event, I would have done some things a little bit different. But I appreciate what they were trying to go with it. Uh, I'm not, I wasn't a huge fan of how Roman kind of got the title, but I'm happy to see him with the title, if that makes sense. And I'm really excited to see what happens with Heyman at his side. Uh, and just a, one more quick aside, uh, WWE lost two really big assets this week in Mauro Ronaldo and Renee Young. And I think they're really going to miss them. You're going to see that uh, a gap there in their in their commentating team and their hosting duties. I think both of those people brought so much to the table. You know, Morrow had a ton of experience on Showtime calling boxing and other MMA. Renee was just a jack of all trades and a master of all of them. She was the first female full time commentator for Raw. And I think I think that it's it's uh, it's going to be tough for them to to replace them. But I wish them well and. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Awesome. Thanks, Mikey Cash. We'll go on to uh, Mingo. Hey, welcome back, guys. Uh, it's always difficult following Mikey Cash because not only is he eloquent, he's also very well-spoken in the language of wrestling. And uh, so I do have a couple of thoughts to just open up. Firstly, about the patty mayonnaise thing. I was thinking, I think I might have been attracted to her when I was a kid. Am I the only one? No. No, not at all. No. I mean, she's got no. that she's got that fire in her eye, you know? She's got the the eye of the 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 hot chick. She just she's got like, it. And Doug wanted every minute of that. He wanted a piece of that ass. He did. And so did I. And I just I, thinking about it, I'm like, am I a creep? Well, number 1, yes, I am. And number 2, yeah. That's just Yes, you are. <laughs> right. Thanks, guys. Assholes. All right, number two. Uh, I think it's fairly certain. Spoiler alert. I don't really want to, uh, you know, let this out of the bag. But Bobby's definitely foreshadowing a heel turn, and uh, he's <laughs> it. He's uh, Mikey Cash is going to be in the ring. He's going to be outnumbered two to one. He's going to go for that hot tag, and Bobby's just going to walk away. He's going to walk away and and leave Mikey to his own devices. Uh, either that or I'll just quit the show outright. Uh, and so number three, uh, I did have some thoughts about my boyfriend, my favorite guy in the world. He's not really my boyfriend. I'm not gay. Just letting you guys know that Roman Reigns turning heel. Uh, I don't know if we've had an episode since that happened or maybe I don't remember. No. Okay. We haven't had an episode since that happened and I was kind of excited about it, but you know, it's, I think it's really difficult without fans and during this era to where the faces and heels are kind of blurred to like actually turn heel. 
like what signifies a heel turn now he's like using a chair instead of when he used chairs before and now he's i mean paul Heyman is now by his side is paul Heyman a heel i mean was brock lesnar a heel uh i'm just hoping that roman doesn't become just a stand-in for brock lesnar and brock lesnar we do know is now a free agent and could be signed by anyone uh and I hope it's not the, anybody in wrestling. Yeah. I, hey, listen, I, I agree. I think, Please you know, no. uh, yeah, but the Brock Lesnar thing, I can tell you right now, any other promotion will do something way better with him than WWF has or WWE. He literally just holds the title belt and wrestles three times a year. Like it's brutal. Like it's great to see the beast incarnate, but uh, dude, how many times can you see it when, you know, we talked last week about the, the title belts not meaning anything because there's so many of them. I didn't even know there was a universal champion when Brock Lesnar was the champion because he was never on TV. I hate yeah, it. But what makes yeah, you think he's not going to do that wherever he goes? Because they'll find a way to use them other than just squashing people that aren't main eventers. Like they'll find but, a way to make it a, an actual storyline. But anyways, I don't want to take everyone's everyone's fire here. But hey, the problem I have with the Roman Reigns thing, I'm glad he's turned heel. But watching that SummerSlam, The Fiend and Strowman were actually having a really good match. I was watching it and I was actually like, wow, this is a great match. And then all of a sudden, the ring implodes and in comes Roman Reigns as a heel. So like my mind was just in information overload here. Like, okay, you actually had a good match. You ruined it. But then you come in and you totally redeem yourself by making Roman Reigns heel. I don't know. It, that's just my my take. Uh, yeah, I, Vito. Oh, sorry, buddy. Oh, no, you, you're good, Matt. Dive in. Oh, my thought was that I had the same thought. I thought, And I also think they could have had a great match, the three of them together. I just uh, I Agreed. don't know why they went that route. I think back in the day when you think about guys like uh, who had great – you have great matches to get over. You don't get over as a heel by just showing up at the end, you know, yeah. and you know, you have to have some sort of story. There was no explanation. It was just, I don't know. Well, yeah. gentlemen, we're actually foreshadowing into one of my favorite tag teams because it leads into a heel, uh, heel turn by a very amazing uh, red and yellow individual. But that, to me, on Sunday night was actually very similar, um, where because both The Fiend and Strowman were putting on such a great show, I, I you know, as, as we all are well aware at this point, I really enjoy the heavyweights, and I thought they were putting on a, a, a great, great match, uh, you know, going toe-to-toe, especially after, after their match at SummerSlam to do it all again the following week. I, I thought they were putting on a a great match and then true to any other heel turn where I mean the signing of the contract right at the beginning, I'm going to walk in. What I enjoyed was that they, they gave us a little bit of a match by having the fiend kick out and then eventually getting the, uh, getting the, the title. I, I, I'm intrigued as to where it's going to go. And this is the first time in a while I've actually been intrigued with a storyline. So yeah. Um, no, I would uh, I would agree with you there, Bobby Stone. Bobby Stone, the man who needs no introduction, by the way, the leader of men, Bobby Stone. And it is great to be back here again this week, gentlemen. 
Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank our listeners who are actually now worldwide as we have listeners in India, believe it or not. So I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, shout out to our friends, not only in California, Texas, uh, the dozens and dozens of other states. And now welcome to our India fans. It's because we were talking so much crap about the big Kali, I think, the other <laughs> week. They're like, we need to hear this. That is not true. <laughs> uh, yes. And then I am Big Vito. Um, thanks, guys. It's always great being here with you. Uh, looking forward to today. My thoughts on the week. You guys, I kind of said it a little bit already with the whole SummerSlam thing. You guys covered it pretty well. Uh, I did not watch Raw. Uh, one thing I'll talk about is um, uh, Keith Lee, right? Um, the big boy. I actually really liked him. I think he's going to be a, a good chance. I just hope they don't ruin him. They don't push him down your throats like they do everyone else. They try to just let the guy be, you know, and let him let him win fans over organically. That's that's my thoughts on that. But I liked him a lot. He got a big win against Randy Orton, the Viper at SummerSlam. So I like him. The other thing I want to talk about is big news today. The word jabroni has just been added to the dictionary. And I mean, I don't know if the rock was here, what he would say. I really don't know what he would say. I really wish he was here. Um, but I'm sure he'd tell us to go down some drive, maybe end up at the SmackDown hotel. Whoa, 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 whoa. One, one, know your role, shut your mouth, big Vito. All right. The rock finally has gotten his second, not, not one, but now two words. In the American Dictionary, the first one being smacked down, as in, you take your little candy ass to the corner of Know Your Roll Boulevard and Jabroni Drive, check your little ass into the SmackDown Hotel, and now, 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 the Rock, the now, now the Rock may have made this famous, but the Rock sure as hell didn't invent it. The Rock gives all that credit to Iron Sheiky, baby. All right, oh, you know, Rocky, you be the Jabroni, hi, huh? nobody be the Jabroni. All right, so so let the Rock give full credit to the Iron Sheik, if you smell what The Rock is cooking. See, I mean, uh, that's that's perfect. I mean, said here himself by The Rock, Jabroni is now in the dictionary. So we want to be thankful for that. So it, all, of our, all of our kids in the future will know exactly what the word Jabroni means. So that's my, my two cents this week. Um, as we move forward here, let's Vito. talk a little... Can I jump in on the Keith Lee yes, thing you can. For, for just a second? Uh, sure you com can. Completely. Uh, I never watched him in NXT and watch a payback. That was my first uh, first match that I got to see of him. Uh, and I loved every last bit of his match. Um, the way he was throwing his body around. Uh, no remorse for it. Um, and him and Orton put on a great show. Um, Orton's the type of guy that can take bumps from a bigger individual, but still the finesse that Keith Lee was actually showing, I thought was fantastic. So yeah, he's, but, he's good for a big guy, man. He's real good for a big guy. Not only that, I knew you were going to say you liked him because he's 300 plus pounds. That's the Bobby O meter. Um, <laughs> it's, 300, it's like, if it's over 300 pounds, Bobby Stone is going to like him. Like, <laughs> so we, we knew that going forward, but yeah, Keith you Lee, I think, I actually was watching the um, the uh, the Undertaker documentary, and he talked about Keith Lee and how he thinks he's going to bring back the big guy 
you know, and I, 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 I think he will, I think he'll give it a shot. I mean, listen, I think Strowman could too. I think he's the, he, I think he's better than he actually is. I just think his moveset is so limited, but anyways, I digress. We'll go on to the hot topic of the night. My favorite, the meat and potatoes of the night, um, tag teams. Okay. We all know the glorious tag teams of, of wrestling, uh, when you're not a singles performer, you are a tag team performer. And I will tell you, there's nothing better than watching a great tag team match. Do you guys agree? There are a couple Absolutely. things better, maybe, in life, mm-hmm. but certainly not in wrestling. Unless it's a uh, referee that uh, Bobby Stone knows is on the card that night. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> the referee big Charles Robinson. That's right. <laughs> I do have so, a Mount Rushmore of referees, but that that will be for a different episode or a uh, or an opener. Yeah, that'll be for uh, starting from Gorilla After Dark. <laughs> you could talk about <laughs> yeah. Little Nate then. Yeah, Little Nate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let let's get right into it here. So we there's no real rhyme or reason to this one. We're just gonna go. We'll name some tag teams, and you know, if we think of some others, I, I'd say give it you know three four tag teams and we'll kind of debate it. If you have something to say, say it. Um, I'll start it off here because I was very excited about this. Um, my number one tag team. Okay. Is the road warriors. And I was hoping to play their entrance music here because I think that's half the reason they're so good is their entrance music. You got Hawk and animal. All right. And they have been in every promotion. They have won every tag team. All right. And they were never singles competitors, really. I think Animal tried once Hawk passed away, um, but I loved their their entrance was fantastic. I don't remember which WrestleMania it was, but they came out on the, the motorcycles with the spiked the spiked shoulder pads. And I was they're just badasses, man. They were just the original badasses. They stomped through people. They wrestled with the old tag teams. Uh, from every promotion and they even in the early 2000s were wrestling at an older age against some of the new and upcoming tag teams like the outlaws and and you name it um and i just they're they're my number one so i don't know how you guys feel about the road warriors they're definitely number one i think we'd all have to agree and that's probably why you wanted to go first but i would (laughs) say uh just quick question you know what a rush the intro music was that just for wwe or is that when Whenever they were, because they were Legion I, of Doom in WWE. They were Legion of Doom. Yeah. I, I think L-O-D it was, but I don't know. I'm going to have to go and do some. They were LOD 2000 when they came out with uh, Sunny, which yep. was actually like an extra added bonus. Like when they came out, I was at WrestleMania 14 when they came out and had no idea and was losing my shit. I mean, and then all of a sudden you see Sunny in a hot, fiery dress. Yeah, come on. That's like the best of both worlds, but they had these stupid helmets that they put on where they looked like judge dread. Like, just like these That's helmets. took them man, off. baby. That's yeah. The but, uh, yeah, they were, they were, I don't know what their music is. We'll have to take, check that out for, uh, for next time. I'll, I'll, I'll have to look into that one, but, uh, yeah, road warriors, my number one. I don't know who, whoever wants to name another one, go for it. So I have, so I have a list of three and mango, we were all talking beforehand and, and one of ours already overlaps. So, uh, but I won't, I won't mention it. I won't mention it. That's, that's for you. But uh, for me, this is going to sound weird, but I love the Steiner brothers. I thought they were awesome. Like just, just, I, I had to do some research cause I, I know they won championships, but I didn't know like where and, and how many, but 
they won championships in the NWA. They beat the Freebirds. They won titles in Japan. They won the W the WCW WWF tag team titles. Um, they were even in ECW for a little while, which I didn't know that. It was only like a like maybe like half a year that they were in there. But these guys were awesome. Their matches were incredible. They were like had this like blend of like strength and they were also like surprisingly athletic and they innovated so many different moves i mean scott steiner like we make fun of him today but that guy was incredible in his prime at that point like he was doing the frankensteiner that was a move nobody had done before also especially a big guy yes and i i actually found this youtube video because i just got lost down the rabbit hole of him apparently innovating the 450 splash back in this, I think it was called world wrestling Alliance WWA back in 1987. I actually have the link with me and maybe we could include it in the show notes or something because it's, it's fucking awesome. Like Scott Steiner was kind of Brock Lesnar before there was Brock Lesnar, like strength, speed, agility, the, the whole package and Rick could bark. So I really liked that. Yeah, no, they are. Uh, I they I had them on on my list as well, Mike. I think um, the the funny thing is Scott Steiner. Uh, he's kind of like you. It's like watching Breaking Bad. You see this like wholesome <laughs> yeah. dude like evolve <laughs> into this just giant douche. Which I kind of liked it though. Like it was interesting. Like the big bad booty daddy. Like big <laughs> Papa Pump. Come on, man. Like how can you not like that guy? And and he was such a dick. Like some of the stuff he talked yeah. about, but the tag team, I love them. I agree. I think very mm-hmm. athletic. He used to do that move where what I, I the diner recliner. Yep. Well, you know the one where you jump on the guy's head and and flip backwards and like hurricanrana. Yeah, the he yeah. would do the hurricanrana. Yeah, yeah, but it was called Steiner. the Frankensteiner. Frankensteiner. No, was that I just YouTubed it looking for what it, I thought that was a pile driver or something. Sorry. <laughs> Bring back no, you're good. We're, we're, don't worry, folks. We watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. No, but I, you're right. He was more athletic than you think. But I think they have a they they both had an amateur wrestling background, if yeah. if I remember correctly. So I think that always helps. You have a little bit of athletic. You're not just bringing in these mm-hmm. potentials. You actually have wrestling pedigree. So, but but yeah. then Scott Steiner actually had. I think he kind of just stole the spotlight from Rick. Rick didn't have much more than a bark and. uh yeah. And Scott kind of had a little bit more charisma on the mic, whether you like it or hate it. So yeah. that's that's my two cents. I mean, they but. were around from like what the the mid eighties all the way through sure. what was like ninety seven when they finally broke up, and Scott like went into mm-hmm. his singles career. I mean, yeah. Personally, I would take I, this is gonna be controversial, but I take the Steiners over the Road Warriors. I think if you're looking for all around, I mean, Road Warriors were great as like brutes and straight on strength, but. Well, I'm going to have to disagree. Listen, I'm going to have to disagree on that. Listen, there is no chance that the um, Doomsday device is not way better than whatever the Steiner's finisher was. I'm not saying whether it's better or not. I'm saying I think they're better than (laughs) the Road Warriors. All right, we'll disagree there, Michael. We'll disagree there, Mikey Cash. Right, fair enough. But that's fair a good enough. one. I do I do agree. I put them up there. I put them up there. I think they had a very similar uh finishing maneuver. Did they? Yeah, I that's have, all I, I have to take a look. I, I don't even know. 
like yeah. I think the Doomsday device was just the Road oh. Warriors clotheslining him off the top, and I think the Steiner so, it was the same thing except he would do a bulldog off the top, so it was kind of the same thing. So I have I I have another one real quick though, and I'm I'm going to group three into one. Okay, three into one. Now, only only Vito can do this. So the Hardy two turns before I know I know. I, listen, I'll get there. I just had to I had to put this one in there. The the Hardys, the Dudleys, and the Edge and Christian. Okay, I kind of all put. I'm going to put them in one because I think they're all different, but at the same time, at the same time, they all had fantastic matches together. Okay, and I I did this purposely because I knew I was stealing Bobby Stones here, and that's what I was going for. But you can't disagree that these teams were some of the best. I mean, even separately, like Edge and Christian. You know, you had the five second pose, right? You had the edge heads and you had the peeps, Christian's peeps. You had the Dudley boys, which I don't know if you watch them in ECW or not, but since I've been on that ECW binge here, I've watched a lot of them and they were freaking nuts, man. They dropped F bombs left and right. Um, but, but dude, they just, they had an intensity and knew how to wrestle. And then the Hardys are just the Hardys, man. They're like your modern day high flying team. Um, I think that, you know, they, put on a great performance every single time. So I, I lumped those three up there somewhere at the top too. Hey, Mikey and uh, Matt, do you want to uh, summon our own uh, Dudleys and get the tables real quick and, uh, you know, put Vito jump, through it. Put yeah. Vito. <laughs> I think you no. name seven more before we go. <laughs> I, guys, I'm okay with it, but I think the followers would be very upset with that. <laughs> Uh, Dudley boys were dead. <laughs> Dudley boys were definitely on my uh, on my list. Uh, but another one that hasn't and probably won't get onto the list uh, of many anyway uh, is Harlem Heat. I loved me some Harlem Heat, man. Before Booker T and Steve, uh, nice. I fucking take your shit, man. Take your shit. <laughs> Who was the second guy, Bobby? Stevie Ray. Yes. Okay. Oh man, they was, there. And then there was uh, who, who was their manager at one point? It was uh, it was Sherry. Sherry. It was Sherry. Sherry. Sensational Sherry. What did I call her before? It wasn't Sensational Sherry. It was like Sheila or something like that. It was something terrible. <laughs> I wish I could remember. <laughs> we'll go back in the archive. Right. So, um. I think you called her like fancy Francine or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So sensational Sherry just kind of really put them together in a way that they just, they were raw, they were angry and they kind of went with, um, they were one of the few staples that weren't necessarily um, mediocre in WCW. So I enjoyed me some Harlem Heat. Yeah, no, Harlem Heat was a good one. Couldn't agree with you more, Bobby. They were actually, I was going to choose them, but I didn't want to go like so back. All of my, everything I've chosen for the first five episodes has been between 1994 and 1996. And Harlem Heat was definitely in there somewhere because I remember watching them on WCW Saturday night at 8.05, which was always fun. Um, okay. So I have four funny ones. Body Donna's, <laughs> uh, the Smoking Guns, who actually weren't that bad. Uh, I met them once Good at the Boston one. Garden in 1995 or something. They were they were pretty legit. Uh, APA, 
the Acolyte Protection Agency. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. And uh, just by name alone, the Head Shrinkers. Uh, I always love those guys. I think was their finishing maneuver. They would just try to crush people's heads, which makes sense. <laughs> then I, I have like a list of, you know, whenever uh, if they get if you've got a couple of top kind of semi top guys who don't have anything to do. The WWE uh, had this habit of putting two guys together. And a lot of times they had really cool names. You'd add these two guys together and they had cool names. How about Show Miz? Jericho, Team Hell No, Rated RKO. I couldn't, I, like, this isn't, you can't make this stuff up. Like, did they, like, look down the roster and say, like, how can we make a really cool, like, sounding name and put two guys together? Do you think that happened? I I, uh, I think that's a great point. I don't know, but some of those are actually good tag teams. Uh, okay. I, <laughs> like, like, some of those were, were decent. They were, and I, oh, Absolutely. But Team I'm Hell like, No, Team Hell No was awesome. Their little therapy sessions that they had, I mean, that kind of reinvented Kane. It reinvented Kane because Kane yeah. was this monster, oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden you got this funny side of him. So the Rock and Saw connection did that make the uh, oh, yeah. did that make the list? Did I just take yours? I am so sorry, Michael Ooh. Cassio. Oh, dive in, and- maybe we need a production meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I know we we should probably prepare. Can I just give you my number one real quick? Okay, I'm gonna just go. The new day. They're my number one. I wanted to go something like kind of recent, just to like sound like I like wrestling still, which I kind of don't. But uh, okay, real quick. So they started off their vignette. Somebody asked me this week what a vignette was, uh, and we can maybe get to that later. One of our many listeners was like, "What's a vignette?" And I was like, what do you think it is? And they knew what it was. Uh, long story short, uh, at first, the vignette made them look like they were going to be, like, dummies. Like, I don't know. It was just, like, so stereotypical. It was, like, a couple of black guys in front of a chorus of, of like, at church. And little did we know that they came out and they were in on the joke. They knew that they were being kind of facetious. They were very, very creative. They, I think they came up with this gimmick on their own and were able to run with it, which is rare these days. Originally, they said New Day sucks, and they turned it into New Day rocks. Yeah, that I, was mean, a yeah. I mean, they were they were awesome. They they took that shitty gimmick at first and and like made it their own. It's it's kind of incredible, and the fact yeah. that they're still a team is amazing. You know, because they, yeah. they were on my list too, because they're like the epitome of like loyalty to one another. Like they truly just like each one of those guys loves the other one. And even when one of them breaks off to go do a singles run, like, like Kofi and even now Big E, like they're just behind them. Like it, it, they don't fall into the the trope of, well, which one of them is going to get a singles run first and just turn on the other ones. Like, you know, as much as I, I love the shield, like that's kind of what that was the whole time, you know? Yeah. They're and, kind but, of like the opposite of this podcast, where everybody's stabbing each other in the back. <laughs> yeah, they're the opposite of petty mayonnaise. Do, do you think they're stale? Or if so, no. for how long? No? Okay. I think it's because I, they avoid that trope that they're, it doesn't end up stale, because it's actually yeah. different. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. I would I would have thought that they would have pushed Big E a little bit more as a singles competitor, yeah. but for some reason they don't. I mean, it's kind of he's got he's got that 
Mark Henry energy, but a lot better of a wrestler and in a much better on the, um, on the mic than, than, than Mark Henry. So I, I would I recommend think, going yeah. on the network and watching the most two recent episodes of talking smack because Biggie and the Miz actually have some really good, like back and forth where Biggie kind of gets pretty real about like his singles run and sort of the new day in general. And, and I, I think when you, when you see how fired up he gets, you can see that that's a guy who is, is definitely being poised to have some sort of push here. Like, I don't think it's happening by accident. I would agree. He's super, super talented. Him and uh, I think two guys that could really, really be top of the card. Unfortunately, Rusev isn't in the WWE anymore. But, God, he was like – he had such a funny side. Big E is hilarious. If you follow him on Twitter, he's just like so funny. He's so awesome. So hopefully it's, they, they do it, that. It's funny that he just started off as what the uh, bodyguard of AJ Lee. Is that how he came onto the scene? Yeah, it was him, AJ Lee, and uh, everybody's favorite, Shawn Michaels lookalike. Dolph Ziegler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, those those are good ones. New Day is definitely one that would top the list, especially in today's today's wrestling. Um, there's a couple other that I uh, that I kind of want to just mention. I'm not going to. We don't have to get into a discussion about it, but others that I think should be kind of on this list. Um, we had, uh, for me, I had the nasty boys and the bushwhackers, right? Like again, not technical wrestlers by any means. And I feel like the nasty boys is probably Bobby Stone's favorite wrestling tag team of all time Two 300 plus pounders that were just plain nasty. The natural disasters and the nasty boys were, were certainly two of my, my favorites. The nasty pit was one of the funniest wrestling moves. I guess you could you could remember you just take some just jamoke, shove his face into an armpit, and next thing you know he's falling onto the ground because the zom stinks. It was great. I I don't I they, they I I love the nasty boys. I thought they were great. Um, and then you had the bushwhackers, who for me I also really liked. I just thought their theme was great. And if you ever look at some of their promos, I think I sent you guys one. They're just absolutely over the top, like over the top, hilarious. I saw them at an indie promotion once. They were the nicest people in the whole world. Again, they're not going to win a wrestling contest. They're not going to be like the heads of a company, but they certainly um, make it very entertaining. So I'll add them. And then a recent one that I like, I always talk about it all the time is too cool. I I think they're kind of like the new day. Meaning they took a shitty gimmick and they ran with it and did a really good job. That, that's why I like them. And I just think it's hilarious. I could watch them, their entrances all day. Real quick, did two things. Bushwhackers, I think I subconsciously incorporated part of their personality into my personality over the years. Because uh, I used to love when they'd go to the ringside and they'd lick a little kid's head. Do you ever <laughs> see that? They just I did. a big tongue, look at a little kid's head. And secondly, did New Day... Was this gimmick forced on them? I can't remember. I thought that they came up with it themselves. I, I don't think it was really. I, I think it's kind of like a mix of both. I think they were trying to come up with something, and then the way they presented it was this like weird reverend gimmick. Like, and yeah. E- either yeah. way, thank God that <laughs> they were able to eventually get some control of it. Yeah. yeah. Did we have any others tag teams that weren't mentioned? I know we kind of just been moving around here. Please feel I, free. All right, so I have one that is it's kind of like a tag team slash stable, and 
They were established in 2007. I think I texted you guys about this, about who this was. And I, I appreciate them for being in the company that they were in because it's not one that we oftentimes look at and think of, Oh, that's good wrestling. But they were, they were sort of sort of pioneers for their time, but I'm going to say the beautiful people, which were, they were in TNA impact wrestling and they were established in 2007. They ran all the way to 2016. They just reunited back in uh, ring of honor, but I'm not sure how COVID's affecting it. But um, that consisted of Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, Madison Rain, and Lacey Von Eric. So this was actually one of the first sort of tag women's tag team slash stables that was really in in ma- mainstream like U.S. pro wrestling. It, it happened all over the world, but in the U.S. we were kind of behind. Uh, but I think they were they were awesome. Like they were two time uh, tag team champs in uh, in TNA which again was before WWE did it, which is contrary to what they lead you to believe. Um, they also utilized the Freebird rule, kind of like the New Day, so pretty awesome. Um, they also had some single success. I just think that for what they contributed to, I think, women's wrestling, I think they need to be on this list uh, because they, they were having cage matches, they were having gauntlet matches, hardcore matches, stuff yeah. that... WWE at the time wasn't willing to do with their women's division. So I think right. maybe seeing part of that, somebody must have been watching that and thinking maybe there's something to this. So yeah, I, no, that, I, think it, I think it needs to be put on here. That's a good point, Mike. I, I don't know. There's not a lot of women tag teams that you can really right. think of. And I mean, I think most of them are from more recently because they exactly. Yeah. I mean, the only, the ones that really stick out in my mind kind of recently, we won't spend a lot of time on this, but um. Uh, you know the Kabuki Warriors. Also, I thought were a really good one. I they thought awesome. that I thought they were great. Uh, I thought they were awesome, and I also think the um, uh, just the name escapes me now. Uh, you got you got Bailey and Sasha, who's been doing a pretty good yep. job with it. And they're, <laughs> they're they're awesome. Yeah, they're really good. So I mean, yeah. I think that's something to be said that there are some some women out there in these tag team divisions that could be could be you know utilized a lot more are, are yeah. we uh going to mention the bella twins uh yeah they're I a mean, good one too yeah i, I think they, they're around the same time and, the, and took what they had and and made the most of it not only did they make the most of it they they ended up taking you know with uh with stephanie kind of pushing it behind mm-hmm. the scenes you know yeah. really making uh making the women's division a legitimate division uh not only from the wrestling aspect but also grabbing your attention in other aspects as well with total bellas uh total divas uh you know it was really it's really cool how they've they've catapulted and and Mm -hmm. uh really brought that synergy into all different uh types of media yeah no you're absolutely right bobby 100 percent agree there um do you guys is there any other teams we're missing I got Oh, sorry, Bobby Joel. I keep uh, <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. I I actually have two. Uh one I will just give a quick mention of with uh uh the million dollar man Ted DiBiase. Uh shortly thereafter was Money Incorporated. Gentlemen, that was a fantastic tag team start to finish. Um you know, you got the million dollar champ walking out with his accountant senior IRS with his briefcase 
And Irvin, our shyster, just, I mean, it was just nothing but perfection in terms of naming, gimmick, vignettes, promos. They knocked it out of the park the whole way through. It was one of my one of my favorites, really, uh, to this day. Uh, but that foreshadowing that we were talking about a little bit earlier, gentlemen, uh, goes back to uh, the Outsiders was where I was going with it. Now, the Outsiders started off with Scott Hall coming up on a couple of different promos uh, on Monday Nitro, breaking uh, Bischoff's balls. Next thing you know, Scott Hall's coming on. Then they go into the, uh, what was it? It wasn't the, yeah, it was Great American Bash. And uh, and that was when they were announcing that they were going to have another big pay-per-view. Uh, and that involved Lex, Lug- Lex Luger, uh, Macho Man and Sting versus uh, The Outsiders and Partner to be Named. And partner to be named, as you all remember, was the Hulkster turning heel into Hollywood Hogan. And it was just, it, it was fantastic start to finish. Uh, but then the Outsiders just did damage within the NWO too. So there's just a lot of reasons why I love the Outsiders. But they are um, one of the uh, big bang points of the Monday Night Wars. So, no, I agree with you there. Plus, that moment you talk about is probably one of the most iconic in wrestling history. It's you took the biggest baby face of all time and turned him heel, you know, especially a guy that never wanted to be heel. You know, it's like it, it, it was it was a complete shocker for everyone. Um, I remember them throwing garbage at the ring. Like it was just packed with garbage. <laughs> um, it looked like I, a dumpster by the time they were yeah. done with it. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely a, a, an iconic moment, and the Outsiders are definitely one that's up there. I mean, you can also put DX or the New Age Outlaws up there too. I think there'd be one that's that's pretty good about it. Um, the Hart Foundation is definitely another one. I, we talk enough about Bret Hart, so I don't want to keep you know like putting him on this pedestal, but they're 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 good. Um, uh, some some others that we we really didn't mention the brothers of destruction when undertaker and kane were a tag team that was a really good run that they had uh one that is kind of recent um but i don't know you talked about tna but beer money with um bobby rude and um the other guy's james name storm. is james storm i thought they were awesome they were one of the real they reasons i watched uh, TNA when it was on, yeah. um, you know, we had the rockers with Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. That was a good tag team. Uh, midnight express is, or not midnight express, um, rock and roll, rock express. and roll express. Um, we're definitely one that's on there. They're legends in the game. Uh, what, Horsemen. About, what about, uh, crash and Bob Holly? Uh, uh, yeah, we give them uh, that. You, you know how much skill it takes to walk down to the ring, carrying <laughs> like a weight scale. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're hundred percent right. Can I give you a little nugget that you'll only hear on strutting from Gorilla? As many of you guys probably did, I Googled the top 100 tag teams of all time. Number 98 was Kurt Hennig and Bobby's best friend, Scott Hall. And I was thinking, I didn't really look into it. I'm like, ah, maybe at like the end of the WCW days, they just throw them together and they had like a tag team title run. Apparently, they were an actual team, tag team. They won the AWA titles from these two guys, right? Number one was gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Haven't really heard of him before. But the other guy was 
uh, Mr. Electricity, Steve Regal. <laughs> and this That's was back in awesome. 1986. So uh, actually, uh, after this, I'm probably going to try to figure out how to watch that. <laughs> I you have to share it with us because I would like to see that too. Um, the other big one we didn't mention the Mega Powers. You know, you got Hogan and um, Hogan and and Savage. That was a big one. Uh, the Demolition. Demolition was also up there. And and there's a bunch we could keep going on and on. I, I mean, there's a lot of older school ones. I don't think us would touch on like um, the Blackjacks or the Wild Samoans. You know, stuff like that. I just didn't see them, so I can't give them justice, but they should probably be up there. Um, but no, I think think we did a pretty good job with all these. Uh, the one thing I'll say, you know, to kind of conclude all of this here, um, I have two things. One, I want to talk about if off the top of your head, if you had to pick one tag team, who had the best finisher? I'm going to go with the Dudleys. I loved 3D. I thought that was a great finisher. I mean, they're, they're, you, my second favorite, Okay, just because we're going to keep going through this is the doomsday device, which we already talked about. But funny how they both are off the top rope. Do you guys have, have any one. that you, you don't have one? Okay, I, I can't even think of one. The concerto by Edge and Christian. That was a great <laughs> one. Was, was, I mean, that wasn't necessarily a finishing move, no. but a cheating one. How many moves can you do where two guys are involved? Oh, kind of I know. what about when um, Jericho and Benoit would team up and Jericho would do the walls of Jericho and Benoit would put them in the cross face. That was, oh, that must amazing. Amazing. it looked super painful, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and listen, if you're a listener at home, this is a great time. If you get a chance, tweet in at us from underscore gorilla, which you think the best tag team is that we mentioned today. Maybe we forgot one that you would like to mention, but also name a finisher for us that you think is a good one that we left out. Um, I, I, before we kind of conclude everything here, the one thing I want to talk about is maybe some of the tag team wrestling today. All right. I, with, with WWE, I feel like over the last 10 years, they've kind of downgraded the uh, tag team division. I think triple H was trying to bring it back a little bit uh, with the revival and teams like that. Um, Tommaso and um, uh, John, Johnny. Gargano. Yeah. Johnny Gargano, he was trying to, I think, bring it back a little bit. And it still, to me, hasn't reached the peak that it was at. We mentioned some of these teams, and most of them were, you know, late 80s, early 90s, to early 2000s. And it kind of just drops off. So I think it's kind of a lost art. Um, some some teams, though, today, I think TNA, I mean, not TNA, I think AEW does a pretty good job of doing tag team wrestling. And I I, I can't go without saying that they probably have the best tag teams in wrestling. I mean, the Lucha Brothers have to be the best team going right now. You got the Young Bucks, who are very much like an Edge and Christian style team. Private Party. I mean, they put on these fast-paced shows I that guys. I think are great. Yeah, they're 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 all awesome. Um, I, I, and those are just a few that I can name. I think WWE had some in the works with like the Viking Warriors, which should be the War Raiders. I mean. Who didn't yeah. love chanting war, 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 right? Now they have to PG it down. But I feel like that tag team was great. The big dude in it. Mm-hmm. I can never pronounce his name, but he, um, he's as athletic as it gets. So I just hope that they bring some of that back. Uh, I, I really enjoy the tag team wrestling. Well, team team DIY was actually um, probably uh, up there with one of the better uh, tag teams in modern day wrestling right now uh because i think there was a little bit of that old school flair to them 
Uh, and they they came on the scene. They had that same storyline, and it was still driving for the same uh, same values, which made their solo stories just that much more polarizing. Um, but Vito, to your point earlier, where 80s really was the the golden era. 80s, 90s was the golden era of tag teams. Um, but that's because there were a lot of solo guys that were taken off um, in the later later bits. So it, it was just kind of, you can only feed so many mouths, right? So um, where we're at now, who, who's feeding what mouth with what? And your, and your what, what, what's happening? No, sorry. I was trying to talk and I was on mute. So I, I was going to try and interject on that with you too and say that I think it's a, a, a tag team division. A tag team is an art and people have lost that. They're, they're, they're so much trained on the singles and it's, you can't just take two single wrestlers and put them together and have a good tag team. Like it's an art form, you know, uh, and, and you have to bring, come up as a tag team and work on different moves. And there's a chemistry that goes along with it. And I think it, you know, it goes volumes to see when you do have some of these big names come together, like Austin and the rock or, you know, mankind, the rock, and they can form a decent tag team. I think that that's pretty impressive later in your career, but I think building and coming up as a tag team, they need to bring these teams up. They need to do it for the women's division too. Um, you can, you can see it head, you know, head over heels in um, AEW with what they're doing on the, the tag team side. It's, it's you even have Jurassic express who has a, like a four foot nine guy in there that even makes it, you know, impressive to watch. So uh, I think there's a lot of work to be said there. I think we all had some great tag teams. Um, so this was fantastic. And before we wrap up here, cause we only have a few minutes left uh, next week's show for our listeners at home. We are going to be talking about our favorite heels and our favorite faces. Hmm. What does that mean? I don't know. guess you'll have to tune in to find out. Could mean a lot of different things. Could it mean that Bobby Stone is going to finally turn heel on episode seven of Strutting from Gorilla? Could be. I don't know. Um, but all right, let's go through uh, and uh, kind of give our final thoughts here. Whoever wants to go first, feel free. Uh, I'll give my final two cents. Uh Recently, I listened to an episode of Work of Wrestling Podcast by Tim Kale. I recommend you guys give him a listen. He always has a lot of great, thoughtful discussion about uh, his views on wrestling as sort of as an art form. And I kind of have bought into that and, and really kind of see wrestling that way. Uh, but it, this particular episode was about judgment and kind of really made me look at the way I try to approach wrestling and how I think a lot of us kind of fall into this kind of trap of I'm the smartest fan in the room. And I think about how I've looked at wrestling recently and and kind of think I've regressed to this like smarky. I think I'm better than everybody else. And I think I know better than them. And it's kind of like miserable when I look at wrestling and I wasn't really enjoying it for a little while. Um, so I think it's, you know, I think for, for me, I had to make some choices about one, what and how I watched wrestling to kind of fit my, fit my schedule, fit the way I, I, uh, I want to watch it and how to make it a productive use of my time. And I, and I think it's helped me kind of also see it more so for what it is than for what I want it to be. And therefore I can kind of watch it with a little bit less of this negativity and like, Oh, well this sucks. And this is just fucking stupid because we could do that all the time, but to kind of watch for the things that I appreciate and, and kind of what the art of professional wrestling is, which is to elicit emotion, kind of think about what are the emotions that come up for me and, and kind of be more respectful to it and more thoughtfully critique it. 
Um, quick plug. Uh, I actually have some things on a, a, a website with that about various things that I wrestle with, both wrestling and non-wrestling alike. It's called wrestlingwithstuff.wordpress.com. There's a couple of articles out, out, up there. I sort of periodically just post things as I, as I feel led to. So uh, check it out. There's a link to the podcast in there as well. Thanks. Yeah, those are. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, um, Mike. There, there's some great stuff on there. So if you're looking for a good read um, and you don't want to listen to Biden versus Trump, and you want something actually interesting, uh, you can, uh, you can, you can certainly check out his his uh, his blog. I think it's a it's a great read in in a lot of respects. Um, so, yes. Next final thought. Let's go to whoever Bobby Stone. So, one thing, uh, gentlemen, did you all? This is going to be a collective question for a second. Uh, did you all see the first match um, of Payback uh, and? Mikey Cash, I think uh, you may be able to chime in, but from a social perspective uh, or a social justice standpoint, uh, there was a uh, there was not one person in the ring that was any other um, race other than African American or black, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that was pretty powerful. Um, yeah. You know, a subtle statement. It was just, hey, you know. There was no, there was a separation between politics, but WWE has always had their their pulse on all things that might jar an audience. And I think this was one of the times in which they did it in a classy way and didn't shove it down your face of any sort of uh, belief one way or the other. I thought it was done really well, and I, I applaud them on that. Um, but, Mikey, you got anything to, to add to that? No, it, 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 listen, it was it was great, and and I think it's it's a good step in the right direction, and and hopefully Vince is continuing to talk to black wrestlers about their experience and about what they're looking for in terms of how they get represented on TV. Not to be you know have like be stereotyped, kind of like what happened in New Day when they were first coming around. So uh, yeah, uh, I don't need to take up any more time, but there there's there's more to be done. But this is a a, a good step. So, uh, on a completely different note, the stock price is $44.36. That is your stock watch for today. Um, And please, I'm not going to even tell you about the stock to buy or not buy, but don't take any of my advice seriously. Hashtag Uh, Patty Mayhews. My final thought is basically just to... uh, echo what Mike said. I want to get more out of my experience there. And I've, I'm definitely a laps fan as many of our fans can tell. And we talk mostly about Bret Hart and Roman Reigns. So I want to get more um, back into things. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think the podcast has probably helped because it kind of forces you to. Um, but uh, my final thought of the day, um, you know, I've, I've talked about wanting the pile driver back. I've talked about Brian panty matches I've talked about bringing back the blood. Um, I'm going to go a little bit more reserved today. Okay. All I really ask for, and I don't know why they stopped this, is WWF Magazine. I used to have a subscription to that as a kid, and I loved every second of it. I thought it was great. In the middle, you had the pullout poster of the Diva of the Week or the Month or whatever it was. I had about a dozen of them on my wall. My mom hated it, but I loved it. 
Um, and I just, I want them to bring that back. It gave great insight into some characters. You kind of, um, it dove a little bit deeper into them. Uh, and it talked about stuff they did outside the ring. I know they have the WWE network. I know they have the internet nowadays, but there's nothing better than going back to a, a WWF magazine and checking it out. Uh, in particular, my favorite was the one with Sable on the cover where she had the chains wrapped around her. I remember I, someone got in trouble on the bus because they were holding it out there. And, uh, and yeah, that was, that was my favorite here, but, but uh, okay. That being said, we will uh, we will wrap this up here. Um, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast here tonight. Uh, favorite tag teams were was the subject. We wish you all a great night. We want you to spade and new to your pets, and we will see you next week on Strutting from Gorilla. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.